Blessings and salutations, mystics. You're listening to What's the Brew with Loli Moon. This podcast is dedicated to sharing brew that uplifts the collective spiritual wellness and growth, discussing all things spirituality and pure magic. This podcast is sponsored by Mystic Moon Medicine. Mystic Moon Medicine is my portal of love to the world, where I offer and share sacred ancestral tools for healing thy tides healing with intuition, herbal medicine, intentional movement, ritual, and spirit guidance. I return to the space as a diviner, as a healer, as a medium, as a yogi, as a budding herbalist, aspiring doula, and overall wild medicine bruja woman, Asheo. This potion brewing includes intense dreams, visits to one of my favorite places, the underworld, and much more. Now, before I do stir and pour out this brew, housekeeping and tings first. My intention with this podcast is to reach as many beings as possible. Now, as a listener, you can help support this intention by liking the episodes on Apple, if you're listening on Apple, uh, following the podcast on Spotify and Apple, subscribing to the podcast, sharing the podcast on social media with other mystics. You can also support by becoming a patron and join the Mystic Moon tribe on Patreon. This is an abundance exchange which allows you to receive exclusive offerings including weekly personal readings, soul healing courses, and much more. And actually, um, with the Patreon space, I do plan on pouring in some more uh, offerings in there very, very soon. So you'll want to check that out. I have some ideas and things that Spirit has dropped on my lap as offerings for y'all for Patreon. So definitely go ahead and sign up. Um, Patreon really, really does help the podcast, to be honest, you guys. I am looking to, you know, um, purchase some and invest in some tools for recording and things like that. And hope hosting guests and all these great things and this all requires exchange so joining patreon is another way to do this all right now before i even go into anything else i still have some other offerings coming out this upcoming week actually as well so i do want to highlight those on friday october 16th i will be joining a discussion with the dark moon coven for witch fest north to discuss the super dark moon in libra And this is an extra special because it's taking place the night of the moon. So when I'm doing this discussion with the Dark Moon Coven featuring Monica Borderski, I will be doing it on the actual moon night. And we might actually also be doing a ritual. Um, Spirit has been kind of whispering in my ear as to what sort of ritual I should be offering um, to the collective for this. Uh, but it's going to be very, very, very special. So you can join the discussion virtually from home and perhaps gain some insight on how to work with the moon's energy as well. Because of course, I will be discussing the aspects, um, which I will be talking about, of course, today as well. But I'll be going into more detail in terms of spell casting and all that mystic, amazing things um, on the actual night of the moon. Now, on October 17th, a Saturday, I will be hosting the Womb Wellness Retreat with the Healing Circle Farm. I am so excited 
and at first I thought I was nervous but honestly I'm so excited you guys to receive this offering um, this is a, this will be a sacred and intimate event taking place in person in Ottawa more in the Orleans area in a really nice sacred space um, and so that is happening on Saturday it is my first uh, retreat but womb wellness is something that I um, hold very dearly to myself and it is one of the most powerful tools in shifts of energy that I have done within and I'm really excited to just share more about what that journey was like for me and how it's still going for me and how to help others on their journey and when I say womb wellness I am not just speaking in the external 3d realm wombs yes 3d realm realm rooms are important absolutely those are the solar physical body wombs but I'm also talking about the spiritual body wombs the ethereal wombs and the 5d as well so anyone of any gender of any being has and carries a womb whether that is ethereal or in the 3d sense some of us carry two some of us only carry one and that is okay but womb wellness is for all of us okay all right so details on all of these bountiful offerings and blessings that I am offering to you will be in the show notes. All right, let us begin. So we are going to go into our astro forecast first. And before I discuss that, I did want to talk about um, Dear Miss Moon. This is a segment I'm going to start when I get some letters from you guys and questions from you guys. And basically, I'm just going to be, you know, pulling cards and asking spirit and, you know, taking the information that I'm given from you, like, you know, your birthday, your, your moon, sun, rising sign and speaking on your situation. And, um, obviously anonymously, you're not going to be, have your identity, you know, shared. You can give yourself a false name. I will give yourself a false name anyway. I'll probably just call you based on your zodiac sign, to be honest, like I do most (laughs) beings. Um, and just giving some advice and just speaking intuitively um, about the questions that are being asked. And so, you know, it's funny because we find these things and the things that we're carrying as these personal issues and challenges. But we, when we turn to our community, we realize we are actually all in some way facing a similar challenge. And so with the Dear Miss Moon segment, I'm hoping to um, share some light and shed some light um, on the questions that are being asked and, you know, sharing those details with the collective, with you guys, the listeners, to help each other and, you know, get, provide your own answers for your own challenges. And so definitely send in your questions for Dear Miss Moon. You can send them via Instagram. You can send them in my DMs. You can send them to me in an email. You can contact me. I have a Get to Know the Mystic Lowy Moon page, contact me page on my website. Um, but send us your questions so we can uh, get into some more bubbling hot tea over here, okay? All right. Now, going into our astral forecast. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is actually going to be um, Mercury going retrograde in Scorpio. Now, things in our mind may have a lot of questions right now, a lot of question marks right now in this current time and day and age. And we have no understanding completely of the full process of what is about to happen. Okay, we just had our full moon in Aries, which was a really, really heavy moon, you guys, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later in a bit of a rant (laughs) later on. But 
uh, going from that moon has really kind of shaken us to our core a little bit. And so now that Mercury is going to retrograde, we are really being challenged and inspired to go really deeply within. And with it happening in Scorpio is just, oh my goodness, it's so amazing. And it's just making us have more questions and more, but why and how and really digging more into the process because we don't understand it fully. But I will say by the time we have the blue full moon in Taurus, okay, by the time we have that hunter's moon, these thoughts will come to a deeper understanding, okay? I promise you they will. So I'm going to talk about the aspects of Mercury going retrograde in Scorpio. Now, this event is actually happening, um, depending on where you are, it's happening on my solar return, which is this Tuesday. Um, but if you are um, where I am on the eastern, on the east coast, on the eastern center time zone, that it's going to be happening on the 14th. So for those of us who are um, on the east coast center time zone, it's happening on October 14th at 1.05 a.m. And this is really interesting because we actually had our full moon in Aries happen um, at, I believe, 7.05 p.m. Um, in the evening. And so we have this 05 number of five coming through. And this is actually happening at 505 universal time, this Mercury retrograde shift. And uh, so we have sitting at the ascendant Leo. So Leos, you guys will actually be feeling this in some intense way. You are going to go through a really intense transformation, I will say, first and foremost, during this Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. Okay. And that's okay. It's going to be fine. It's going to be amazing. Everything's going to be great. And for those of you who are wondering, when does, you know, when does it go direct afterwards? Well, it goes direct on November 3rd of this year, 2020, um, at the 25th degree of Libra at um, 5.49 p.m. But I will obviously talk about that in another episode when we get closer to that time zone. But this is what we are dealing with. And so we have Leo at the Ascendant. Now, Mercury in retrograde in Scorpio is um, a placement I personally can be a little bit biased about. So I'm going to do my best not to be because this is a placement that I carry myself. Um, but this retrograde, I know you guys, like, honestly, okay, I'm going to be real, all right? There are so many blood clot nonsense quote-unquote astrologers out there and before I even you know I'm not gonna shit on anybody <laughs> no need to do that uh, we carry sweetness here but there's just so much astrology being poured out right now and it's amazing because people are talking about the stars and I love that this is becoming the norm I am so in love with this shift shout out to age of Aquarius however with this comes a lot of false information as well and so there's this concern of, you know, the collective and those who are listening, you know, getting this false information and digesting it a certain way and et cetera. Um, and so with that, I just want to say there is a lot of negativity that comes with retrogrades in general. And it's just so funny because people panic about Mercury retrograde. Like I've already been seeing the memes being posted about Mercury retrograde and how terrible it's going to be. Like as if we don't already have three other retrogrades going on. 
we already have Mars and Uranus and Neptune and Chiron already retrograde right now. And nobody is talking about those things and running around in circles panicking. But yet Mercury, who is now going retrograde and everybody's throwing a damn fit. And it's just so funny. And there are astrologists who are, you know, very well known astrologists who are very well educated and knowledgeable of the stars. And they are also <laughs> promoting this agenda. And it's, it's can be, it's a little dangerous. So, you know, I say this to say not to throw shade, but just to say, you know, understand that there is just as much gravity in Mercury's retrograde as there is for Mars retrograde, as there is for Neptune retrograde, as there is for Chiron retrograde. And actually, I would say there's a lot more gravity on Mars retrograde. And I say that because of the amount of movement and placements of aspects and all the in intensity that is going on with Mars right now and going into 2021, which you guys will hear about very soon. Um, but anyway, uh, it's, it's really, really interesting um, that we are so freaked out about Mercury retrograde when it's not even that serious. And this Mercury retrograde, I think, is really going to start to show that for people and have the collective really start to understand that Mercury retrograde is a blessing and it's a really good reminder. It's always important that we are looking at and refreshing our routines and also just looking to see and compare and ensure that they are still working for us, our routines. And so with Mercury going retrograde, Mercury is going to be sitting in the fourth house um, in Scorpio. And the fourth house is naturally ruled by Cancer. So we already have this cardinal sign placement going on here. So Cancers, you are also going to be feeling uh, the Mercury retrograde very strongly as well, of course, as the Geminis, the Virgos, and the Scorpios, okay? Um, now, if you, of course, carry a lot of these placements in your charts, then this will also affect you too. So look at your Mercury placement as well. First and foremost, look at where Mercury sits in your chart to see how this is going to affect you personally. And of course, you can book a astrology transit reading with your girl and I can walk you through it and help you understand it so you can understand that it is not this scary, intimidating thing. It's actually a blessing from the universe. Okay. And I want to help you unpack that. All right. Now, Mercury is actually making a amazing aspects. I am so in love with this chart, you guys. And I haven't pulled this chart until literally just now recording this. And I am so in awe of this, these aspects. It's actually amazing work. We have Mercury making a sextile to Venus and a trine to Neptune. Now, Neptune is sitting in the eighth house, actually. So Neptune is sitting in the place where uh, Scorpio energy normally is, making that trine to Mercury in Scorpio. And this is Neptune in Pisces. So again, we have this beautiful water trine energy going in. And then we have Venus making a sextile to Mercury. And Venus is sitting in the second house um, in Virgo with the moon at the time when Mercury is going retrograde. And that's also really beautiful to see as well that they're making this beautiful sextile because, um, you know, Mercury and the moon are making a sextile as well, of course. And it's really nice because we have this Virgo energy working with and in harmony with Mercury, the actual ruling planet of Virgo. And so instead of our thoughts becoming this 
intense conjunct like clusterfuck of what the f's we're no longer in kansas anymore where the heck are we um or should i say where the hell are we um that is not what's going to happen here this mercury retrograde is really going to allow us to have a complete full understanding and self-study self-study of what our idea of abundance and security is what our foundations in ourselves are as well and how are we pouring into that how are we investing in ourselves in these ways okay that is what i am seeing with this uh shift now with uranus making a trine to the moon or should i say the moon making a trine as well to jupiter um and uranus and pluto this is again we have more earth energy working together with the moon so we have uranus and taurus we have of course jupiter and uh, Pluto in Capricorn, so we, and they are sitting in the sixth house, which is naturally ruled by Virgo. And where Uranus is sitting is the 10th house, which is naturally ruled by Capricorn. So again, we have a little bit more cardinal energy sitting here. So yes, Uranus is opposite to Mercury, however, and I will talk about that in a moment. Um, but I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I want you guys to be able to keep up with me. Um, but I will say that this amazing energy of the trine to Jupiter and uh, Uranus and Pluto with, with the moon, this is a lot of intense, like, prophetic dream energy, you guys. Our dreams, these nights, like, this week, as of right now, to be honest, I will say, because I know myself, I have been personally um, traveling a lot more than I normally would, and... It has been absolutely crazy. This is a really, really, really important Mercury retrograde to be writing down your dreams. And this is something that I always say. I always say this. I'm always preaching about how important it is to write down your dreams. Of course I am. I'm a diviner. Hello. That's what I do. I channel. But it is going to be so, so, so important during this one because this is a very... Um, intense in the term of how much knowledge and understanding of self we are going to receive again this mercury retrograde is really about self-study okay i really see it as about self-study now i will go back and talk about um uranus being opposite to mercury so again because uranus is in the 10th house and mercury is in the fourth house they are opposite of each other um, and so there is going to be these moments of course of stress to do with holy crap now that I am learning all these things about myself, I'm starting to realize there ain't shit that I know actually. There ain't shit that I actually do know. And what control do I really have of anything? What control do I really have of anything at all? And you know, how am I going to fix this? How am I gonna change this? Oh my goodness. Well, we have Uranus making this trying to Jupiter and, uh, and, and saying, you know, listen, everything's gonna be fine. You just need to chill out. You need to just realize your blessings. Take a step back so you can actually see what you are working with, okay? Because there is a lot going on here. There is a lot going on here. So take a step back and don't freak out. And when we are able to take a step back, we are able to receive the full illumination, of course. And now with Neptune making this um, trine to Mercury, um, in the eighth house, again, this is a lot of dream work. You guys are going to have your ancestors, 
coming to you every night almost. The activity with spirit is going to be so heightened. We have so much spirit activity right now because of this Mercury retrograde. And of course, like I said, Mercury isn't going direct until November 3rd. So there is, you know, of course, Samhain, which is happening on the 31st, aka Halloween, with the Blue Moon in Taurus. So there is going to be a lot of heightened energy with spirit. And I am so excited, of course. I love spirit. I love talking to spirit. But at the same time, I don't want you guys to be worried about this. I will be um, talking a little bit more in some other offerings later, a little bit about, you know, setting up a sacred space for when they do come for you, not for you, but when they come to you, um, your ancestors and, you know, building an altar and, you know, what that really means for you. It doesn't have to be a whole ass table. It doesn't have to be a whole ass, you know, thing. It can literally be a bookshelf, which is a couple of things, a photo, a candle, you know, something small. It doesn't have to be anything super intense, but just having that space for spirit to come to as that portal so that you can receive those divine messages as you are going through this intense self-study and transformation. Because as we are, you know, learning about ourselves and unlearning about ourselves, we are also transforming, which you guys know, I absolutely love transformation. I love it. It is what I thrive on always and forever. Um, but with Neptune sitting in the eighth house, I am also seeing a lot of revelations and realization and understanding of our real, um, wild, um, you know, very wild and predatorial and primal selves. We are really starting to realize what that really means and how to really invoke that in a way where we can actually have control over how it shows up and how we show up in that way as well and working in harmony with that. But in order to receive that and be able to do so, we have to go to our dark side, which may include a trip to the underworld, you know, if you're lucky um, and you're going to have to face your demons and they can be absolutely atrocious, absolutely atrocious. But the truth is, you know, they're just misunderstood. And once we start to, you know, give them a little more attention, get a little bit more attention, we can start to understand a little bit better. And then they don't seem so scary after all. Don't you think it's a coincidence, <laughs> coincidence that, you know, as children, you know, we say that we are afraid of the boogeyman under the bed. Did we ever think to understand why the boogeyman hides under the bed? below the surface where the subconscious is? Is it really the boogeyman that we are afraid of or is it just the shadow self we're afraid of? Hmm? What's really going on here? That fear is going to be no more after this Mercury retrograde. That fear is going to be no more at all. So you guys, I am seeing so many blessings with this Mercury retrograde. I really am. Um, the moon is sitting opposite of Neptune during this time as is Venus. So there is going to be this moment of, do I trust this? I don't know. There is going to be a lot of deception. Yes, there is going to be a lot of deception here. I do see that. Um, and it's going to have to do with potentially our kinships with other people and how we, you know, 
our ideas of relationships with other people and how true they really run and how deep they really run and if they really do run deep or not. Um, and there's going to be a lot of questioning of them. And honestly, I will just say, don't feed into that deception. It is a trap. Don't feed into it. All right. You know where you stand with yourself. You know where you stand with spirit. And that is all that matters. Your kinships, your coven, they matter too. Absolutely. You cannot do this alone. We are all in this together. We are community. We are one. But you got to know yourself first before you can start questioning anybody. So before you go side eyeing anybody, make sure you know who yourself is first. All right. None of this other nonsense going on. Okay. Okay. Um, now I just want to give a little quick little horoscope guideline for you guys. I did talk about the Leos. I talked about the Cancers as well, as well as the Scorpions, Scorpios, uh, uh, Virgos and Geminis. Of course, you guys are going to be feeling this a lot. Um, but I will also say, um, Venus, Venetians, so Virgos, sorry, not Virgos, uh, Libras and Tauruses, you are going to be as well feeling this very intensely but more so to do with abundance and long-term goals and really just focusing on that and maybe even going a little bit more inward so that you are able to actually do that for yourself because there is this sense of, you know, wanting to reinvent yourself in this way that has to do with your abundance and how you create your abundance. And so good luck and shade to you because the abundance that's coming in is gonna come in fast and you're not even going to recognize it at first. Um, and it's going to be amazing. Now, Sagittarius's and uh, as well Scorpios and Capricorns and Pisces, I will say too, um, and Aquarius, I forgot to mention you guys, you too are also focusing on abundance in this other way, um, long-term way. But it's also more so to do with how you are committing to yourself in a long-term way. I feel like you guys, that group that I just mentioned, so Aquarius, um, Capricorns, Scorpios, uh, and Sagittarius and Pisces, you guys are looking at long-term goals and committing to things that have to do more with yourself and honoring your boundaries and really invoking those, but also... Um, reestablishing boundaries with your friends I'm seeing and rekindling some friendships, maybe some old friendships, maybe some new friendships are coming in as well. Um, and that's also something that's going on. However, that group, you guys are also um, going to have a hard time with um, not seeing things from your perspective only. So please be mindful of your ego as well. Ensure that you are tapping into your root and balancing it so that you don't be popping off, acting all willy nilly and acting all crazy and embarrassing yourself. All right, don't do it. Just don't do it. Uh, Pisces, you are going to be very confused with yourself. Virgos, you too. You're going to be really confused with trusting your gut. Um, Tauruses and Libras, you too, during this time. But you really have to understand that that trick that your intuition can play with you sometimes isn't your intuition. That is your self-doubt. That is you and your inner child talking into this idea of not being able to understand this, not being able to do this, and it's not true, okay? So take a few moments and trust and understand that that first feeling, that first thought and that first feeling you get, that is the first action you need to take because as soon as you start to question it, you're going to crumble, okay? And also 
be careful and don't be don't be stupid don't let people walk over you do not let your kindness get you in a trap okay you can do this you're good you're a-okay cancers cancers i am seeing for you a lot of amazing movement to do with abundance and self-love and self-care and just really like getting some really good like finally some good blessings pouring into you it's almost like as if all this hard work it's like you've been baking this huge cake for like hours and hours and hours and it's finally now come to its complete golden brown you know finished time and it looks beautiful it's tasty it's delicious and it's ready for you to digest and have and that is what is coming for you cancers during this uh, retrograde season i am seeing so you guys as you can see from what i'm saying it is blessings that I am seeing. There is pure, pure, pure blessings. Um, Aries, you are having some intense things going on with you. And I know it's a lot right now that you're feeling. There's a lot of pressure on you right now. I understand. And Scorpios, you're also feeling it. But you really got to ride the wave, okay? Ride the wave and um, look into books. Look into new hobbies. Look into um, trying out new things and you know it's okay if you're feeling sensitive <laughs> let your walls come down if it's feeling more intense and it's like it's getting worse it's because you're resisting still stop resisting stop resisting all right just stop okay guys i am done talking about this mercury scorpio transition i am going to go into the dark supermoon in libra yes the dark supermoon in Libra is happening on October 16th, which is a Friday, a Venetian day. So we're having this supermoon in Libra, a Venetian Libra, a Venetian moon on Venus day. You know, I love that shit. I love that witchy shit. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, we have some more highlighted themes to do with the eighth house and shadow work and uh, the underworld and uh, facing ourselves in that in that space. And what that really means and letting ourselves free of our own hells and releasing ourselves of this guilt by releasing and finally forgiving. Okay, let's get into it. We have, first of all, this moon is happening at 3.31 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and that is 7.31 uh, Universal Time, okay? The moon is happening, the moon is going to be sitting in the eighth house conjunct to the sun, of course, in the eighth house in Libra. And um, it's, uh, well, it's going to be a, a very interesting moon. I'm not really sure what we're going to get here. It's very topsy-turvy. And even when I'm looking at the planets, like the way they're kind of scattered everywhere is really interesting. Everything is slowly starting to move back into its direct form. Not completely, but we're slowly starting to get some movement again. And so everything is kind of scattered almost in every single house. Almost every house has something. Almost. Almost. Not all of them. We have one, two, three. Okay, we have five um, houses that are empty. But still, that's good. We have some movement going on, so that's really interesting. I wanted to point it out to you guys. Now, for this moon, we have, or for this transit, I should say, we have uh, Aquarius as the Ascendant, which is very interesting to me because for the full moon, um, for the full moon in Aries, we had Aquarius at the Ascendant. Now for Mercury going retrograde, we had Leo at the Ascendant, which is the sister sign of Aquarius. 
And now for the supermoon in Libra, again, we have Aquarius at the Ascendant. Now, Aquarius and Leo are two of the signs that are on the Wheel of Fortune card for a reason. These are keepers of time in a way. Now, we also have Scorpio on the uh, Scorpio and Taurus on the Wheel of Fortune card. And so as of right now, we have Uranus and Taurus and we have Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. And we have a lot of energy going on in the eighth house while these moons and shifts are happening with Aquarius and Leo at the Ascendant. And I am highlighting all these things to say, one, we are jumping timelines. And I know I have been kind of explaining this a little bit, um, but I've been seeing it more and more as a pattern. And I really believe it's because of these supermoons, like the ties that they are bringing in are so unpredictable, but also at the same time, um, giving us a little bit of everything that it can be hard to keep up, which is why the full moon is so damn intense. And honestly, the blue moon is going to be just as intense probably as the Aries moon. We, I will get into that later with you guys, um, but it's going to be just as intense that we can expect, to be honest. Um, so we really have to ensure that we are doing what we can in terms of our shadow work and facing ourselves and forgiving and releasing what we need to in this way. Now, what else do we have going on? Let's talk about Venus because we are having a Venus moon. Venus will be sitting in actually the seventh house, which is ruled by Libra during this dark super moon. And we'll be making a shrine to uh, Jupiter and Saturn and Uranus and Pluto because those are all in Earth signs. Um, Uranus will be sitting in the second house in Taurus, which is actually where Taurus naturally rules the second house. And then we have the outer planets, Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn, all sitting in the 12th house, which is naturally ruled by Pisces. So again, we have a lot of focus with receiving a lot of healing. I'm seeing this as receiving a lot of healing to do with our inner child and our subconscious and, you know, looking at the broader picture of what this boy looks like and why is it that we are afraid to look at this image of self and how can we receive the necessary wisdom and how can we heal from this? How do we receive the healing for this? Well, it comes from facing our ego selves and our divine feminine selves that both carry shadow aspects, okay? Um, the moon and the sun are both in the eighth house at this time. And so this is going to be showing us and reminding us that both our divine feminine and our divine masculine carry shadow selves. I know for that a lot of times um, divine femininity is highlighted as this like, ooh, love and light. It's like, nah, girl, like goddesses are creators, but they are also destroyers. If you can create it, you can destroy it. All right. And so what I am seeing this as is invoking some, you know, Kalima energy, Kundalini ascension energy. We have a lot of Kundalini ascension energy going on here. We have a lot of subconscious and need for movement going on here because we have uh, the moon and the sun opposite to Mars, of course, which is an Aries sitting in the second house with Chiron. Um, and so I am seeing that there is this need and this pressure 
of us to start this ascension process and more upgrading process and more detoxing and purging process as we are receiving this healing. If you want to receive this healing, you're going to have to get to the nitty and gritty first, roll up your sleeves and do the work and let it and clean it all out, clean it all out, cleanse it, cleanse it, cleanse it, cleanse it, cleanse it. But if we allow ourselves and we become open to receiving healing through the shadow aspects and, you know, going down to the underworld to receive that healing from that space, then we will actually patch up and refill that hole and return to our wholeness. Okay. Sometimes the healing of the shadow self has to happen in its own quarters, in its own grave. You can't just remove the corpse sometimes from that grave. You have to leave it there and tend to it and then close it all up and leave the flowers and, and walk on your way. Okay. So be open to healing and be open to what that healing might look like. It might not look all ooh, love and light, ooh, pink salt, uh, bath soaks and rose petals and ooh, rose quartz crystals. No, it might be a spiritual bath in the mud with black lava salt and uh, hyssop and, you know, guinea hen weed and all these other things in this cold ass water, okay, that was prayed over for, for days and blessed over for days and it's, and it's dutty and it feels really weird and it feels really gross and it feels really not cute, but that is also the healing. So be open to receiving the healing in all of its forms because your healing and the way you see healing is about to transform. The way that we see um, forgiveness is about to transform. And I said that because again of the moon and the sun being in the eighth house. Now, the moon is going to be um, opposite to again, Mars, but also making a square to Jupiter, Saturn and Pluto that are sitting in the 12th house. So they're not really um, seeing eye to eye here, of course. Now, what does this tell us? This tells us that our intuition is playing, again, our, our mind, our intuition, our ego is covering and hovering and is influencing how our intuition is appearing to us at this time. And we're having a really hard time seeing that we are this dual beings. Okay. And so we have potentially a lot of self doubt, a lot of paranoia, a lot of insecurities, a lot of insecurities that had to do with, um, of course your inner child, but like the shadow selves. Okay. So this could be physical insecurities. This could be insecurities to do with finances. This could be insecurities about secrets and the bones that you carry in your closet, whatever that is. This is all the guilt, okay? This is the guilt that we've been carrying around on our bag and on our backs and just walking around with it thinking that nobody's going to notice it when really now it's coming to light. And it's ironic that it's coming to light during a dark super moon, but it is. And I want you guys to embrace it because it is beautiful, okay? And when it is that Samhain blue moon on Halloween, you are going to celebrate that old piece of self and let it go and embrace it more because you really, really have to, you guys, with what's happening, with what's coming for 2021 and the rest of 2020 and onwards, we really have to learn how to embrace these pieces of ourselves and not be afraid of the underworld, not be afraid of the shadow self. 
that is our friend. That is, you know, that is where we receive our true power. Okay. You have to believe in your dreams yourself, but first you must face your nightmares. Okay. You want those dreams to come true. They will just as you believe in them. They will. However, you must face your nightmares first, baby girl. All right. And baby boys out there listening, everyone, all you beloveds, you got to listen and, and, and look at those nightmares too. look at them because they are also you. They are also you. They are also you. And when you can conquer those, you can conquer anything. Okay. You can conquer anything. Um, also, we still have these amazing trines going on in sextile with uh, Mercury to Venus and Mercury trying to uh, Neptune. But Venus is really doing the most with all these amazing trines to the outer planets and with Uranus. Um, sure, the moon is having us do some other work and it's going to be very emotional because the moon is sitting in the eighth house, which is a water placement. And as I said before, Mercury retrograde is happening in the fourth house. So these next couple of this whole week is going to be very water based. You're going to be feeling very um, emotional. Okay, so I will be talking about some things later on about how we can help ourselves with that. Um, but it is going to be a very emotional week and a very crazy week to do with timelines, which is why I've been saying, write your damn dreams down, write your dreams down, please, please, please write your dreams down. Okay. Write them down. You want to, you want to do some recreational drugs and get fucked up and do some dumb nonsense by yourself safely. Go ahead, do your thing, do it safely. Okay. Do it very safely, but write down your damn dreams more than anything write down your dreams. It's very, very, very important. Okay. It's so, so, so important. You guys, I can't stress it enough. Don't let me repeat it. Please just write down your damn dreams. Okay. Okay. So that is what's happening for the, uh, super moon in Libra. And I also just want to talk about, uh, some of the horoscope things I'm seeing. So Pisces, you guys are going to receive lots of blessings here. But also, of course, with blessings come sacrifices and there's going to be a lot of emotional purchase going on for you. Um, it also is including the um, Cancers, I will say as well, as well as the Capricorns, as well as the Sagittariuses and the Scorpios and the Capricorns. I think I already said you guys already once. Um, so that is going to be going on now. Um, Virgos, you're going to be receiving lots of blessings as shade to you, lots of blessings to do with relationships, lots of new relationships, lots of options with relationships, Virgo. So be open to that too, you know, be cute and happy. Like you're in a really good space right now and you're glowing up. This is really great. I'm really proud of you. I'm really happy for you. So shout out to you as well. Um, Tauruses, uh, Libras and Aquariuses as well. You are also glowing up with the abundance and receiving really great things and new opportunities with your um, kinships and relationships as well to do with abundance. And there's a change that is coming on. Positive changes as well. Um, Geminis, I see that you are having and learning a lot about yourself and you're learning how to love yourself a lot more and you are learning new things about yourself that you are falling in love with which is really really awesome virgos you too and scorpios as well i will say um 
Aries, you are still having some tough things going on with you. But with that, there is some strength and endurance coming in. So do not be worried, okay? You are being taken care of as well. Continue to do your own work and you will continue to receive and rise above all this chaos, all right? Remember that everyone has their time, Aries. So don't be stomping your little feet, getting all mad. There is a reason why you're going through these things. There is something bigger coming for you very very soon and i'm so excited for you trust me when you guys when aries when mars goes direct mm -mm -mm, you guys are gonna be in such good hands so just keep being strong not for anybody but yourself and when you want to say fuck the world then say fuck the world and go off all right you don't owe anybody anything but know that if there are doors closing for you, it's because something greater is coming. Do not resist, okay? You guys are going through some serious upgrades for a reason. Stop resisting it. If you keep resisting it, it's going to be happening in a karmic way instead. That is just not cute. So stop resisting it. You're going to make it happen to yourself, okay? Ashe, ashe, ashe. Um, all right. So now I did want to talk about the spirit gospel. Oh, wait. No, I lied super moon stuff. I am going to be going on IG live, um, on the 16th of the dark super moon to do the moon scopes. So every new moon, I like to share moon scope with moon scopes with you guys, which is basically highlighting the themes and things you can expect for that new moon for that new moon cycle. Okay. Because I am Lily moon. We follow the moon as above, so below all the plants as well here at Mystic Moon Medicine and for the Mystic Moon Tribe. So with the new moon, this moon scope is to carry you from the new moon into its first quarter, into its, you know, waxing phase, into its first quarter, into its full, full phase, into its third quarter, into its waiting phase again until the next new moon, okay? So I will be going live, giving those on the 16th during the day at some time because I will be chilling. And so I will be doing that and giving you guys that um, offering. And again, I will also be doing the dark moon discussion about, you know, giving again another refresher on what I just talked about in terms of the aspects, but also to discuss the magic and what you can do for magic as well with the shadow side and the other side of things with this moon. Okay, now going to our spirit gospel. Um, when we start to improve and, you know, work with our shadow side, we may also start to upgrade in other ways. And so when we upgrade in other ways, our abundant 5D minds, which have been going through this crazy Kundalini ascension, they finally start to show in the 3D and allowing us to really receive new levels of wealth and health. And this is amazing. And as I said in this, in the, from the cosmos, from the aspects that we are seeing, we can see that this is actually happening. We can see that this is um, a real thing that is already happening for the 3D based off of the 5D planet movements and aspects. And this is great, but also... This change can be really uncomfortable, um, especially if we've been in survival mode and self-doubt mode for so long, okay? Especially women, um, women of color, black women, you know, we've been in survival and self-doubt mode for so long for a lot of us. And so it can be really overwhelming when things start to really go our way. And it can be really uncomfortable at first because we're not used to that abundant space. 
And so I just wanted to say, and spirit wanted me to say, you know, um, take your time letting yourself adjust to this, okay? Taking your time, allowing yourself to adjust to this abundance and receiving abundance is really important. And I don't want you guys to, and spirits want you guys to feel, um, you know, bad or guilty or like weird about feeling uncomfortable about this. It's okay. You're allowed to feel overwhelmed, okay? Understanding that the universe would never deliver anything to you that you were not ready for, okay? And so as much as it seems really overwhelming and intense for you, trust yourself and believe that you are ready for this shift. Whatever it may be, it is yours and it is meant to be yours. It is your birthright. The cosmos, your ancestors, your Egun, your Egbe, they have said to you and decided for you it is yours and your birthright. It was already destined on your path. And it is overwhelming. Yes, trust me, I am going through the same thing. It is overwhelming to realize and understand what your place is when you realize how divine and how fucking special you actually are. And it's not to be in this egoistic mindset, but a lot of empaths, a lot of you who are listening to this are empaths and we don't really think highly of ourselves a lot of times. It, it takes a lot of shadow work to get to that point where we actually can be and say we are confident in who we are, you know? We aren't always the first ones on our list when it comes to self-care, when it comes to caring for others, when it comes to nurturing. We are not always the first ones on our list. And so it can be hard for us. And, you know, and for everyone else out there who maybe isn't an empath or is in some other way, and just doesn't know it yet, <laughs> um, you are also special. We are all special. We are all divine beings. And to deny that is to divine, is to deny your ancestors, is to deny your own existence. Okay? No matter what faith or non faith you follow, you were made from matter and clusters of magic, from something outside of yourself outside of this complete sphere and that is special period okay so trust and understand and allow yourself to take your time learning how to be comfortable with these things because it is a lot now i uh that's all that spirit wanted me to say about spirit gospel but i also wanted to talk about um just, you know, the season of solar returns and solar returns always tend to bring a lot of reflection, self-reflection and all this other intense stuff and thoughts about self. And, you know, it's been really interesting um, having these thoughts. You know, I have been very, very blessed during my solar return season. I usually am, Ashe, and it's been really, really great, um, but it can be a lot. And so it can be a lot. And when I think about the abundance that has come in, there are moments where I also was feeling uncomfortable and had to readjust my perspective of self and realize that, oh yeah, this is my path. Oh yeah, I am destined for greatness too. Oh yeah, this, <laughs> this is meant to be for me um, and for my spirits and I to receive and obtain. And, you know, 
as I'm, you know, pouring out all these different offerings and doing all these different things, I have also, um, you know, I have also been thinking about what it means to be a witch, what it means to be a witch of color, a black witch, and how that identity of myself and of self evolves over time. And, um, you know, I, I definitely embrace the word witch for many reasons. I know that the gravity that it carries and I too carry that gravity. My ancestors carry that gravity. Okay. They are spirits of the water. They are spirits of the jungle, spirits of the, of the, of the island, which is in its own way, a jungle, of course. And it's just, it's just natural to do that. And I don't know. I just can't help but think about, you know, what does that mean being here in North America? Because it's very different being a black witch in North America, um, being a witch in North America in general, you know, whether you practice um, uh, Wicca or you are a dark witch, you know, practicing, you know, Satanism or whatever else is out there. Celtic magic. There are so many amazing different practices out there and they are all beautiful in their own ways. Yes, even the dark ones, they are beautiful too. I will say that. And, um, you know, it's hard when you're not at the source of the magic. And a lot of the source of magic is not (laughs) in North America. Um, There is magic in North America though that was created here, absolutely. But for a lot of us who are uh, settlers here in some way or form brought here by force or came here and forced their way into settling. Um, we, you know, the, a lot of the magic comes from elsewhere. Um, for those of, of, of you listening who are, you know, indigenous to this particular land that is Turtle Island, then yes, the magic here is potent for you. And I, and I am very, I, I hope that it is potent for you. And I hope to support that in any way that I can. Um, but talking from my perspective as a black witch, as a witch of color, it's not, (laughs) it's just not okay. There is a lack of access to things. There ain't shit out here for black witches. Um, and it is very frustrating and it is very lonely as well. Um, people ask me like, wow, how did you do this? How did you just come out of the closet? It's like, well, it's either talk to myself in the closet or talk myself out in public. Which one am I going to do? Well, I realized that I needed more space to have those conversations with self. And so I came out of the broom closet because I had no choice. All right. Me and the spirits just couldn't stay in there any, any much longer. But it is lonely. It is, it is very lonely and it is very frustrating because there are not many, um, you know, sources out there. And there are not many sources or communities out here up north in Canada. A lot of you might be from the States or wherever else listening to this, but here in Canada for communities in terms of, you know, black witchcraft, meaning for the diaspora of the Caribbean and African uh, origin people, uh, it ain't, there is not many out here that I can, that I know of. And um, if there is, from what I've seen, there's some that are being led by not African people. And I'm just like, well, what the heck is this nonsense? This don't make any sense. Like, what are you, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? What are you, what are you doing? Um, there's a lot with that. Just no. Um, now I will say that the experience that is highlighted on social media to do with, you know, uh, practicing as a black witch, um, it is beautiful and it varies by practitioner. 
but a lot of it is just different for those of us who are up north because you know depending on online stores and shops um, to get authentic things you know it's it's really hard a lot of the shops here in North America in in Canada at least um, you know it's very Wiccan it's very white it's very um, I think that's basically it I wouldn't even say there's even a lot of dark magic things that are carried there or like Celtic magic things that are carried there. You know, I don't really practice those, so I can't say, but, or I should say I don't at all, but you know, it's, it's very white. It's very European. It's very Western. Um, and if there is some hoodoo, you know, quote unquote, African-American hoodoo stuff being sold, it's watered down and also made by white hands. So don't know how that's even existing. Um, and so I say this to say, like, in terms of communities and, and, and stores and spaces for this type of work for the black audience, there isn't a really a lot in Canada. And it's really frustrating. And, you know, for those of us who are looking to return to the African-American systems, for those of us who carry that blood or for those of us who carry the blood of the Caribbean, you know, a lot of us are going to hoodoo and African traditional religions slash spiritual practices. But what about the practices within the Afro-Caribbean as well? Hmm. You know, we hear about Santeria, we hear about Faolo, we hear about Vodan, we hear about Vodou, you know, from Haiti, Haitian Vodou. But what about the Obia of Jamaica? Hmm. What about, you know, the Mayalism? of Jamaica. We don't hear about the other islands. What about the Bahamas? You know, what about Barbados? What about that magic that's out there? You know, Obia is in the Caribbean too, and it's not really talked about. It's considered this dark magic. And, you know, that's so, so, so false when you look at the word Obi and what that actually means in so many different places <laughs> within Africa and in the diaspora itself. Okay. Google that word Obi, O-B-I, and you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but it's just, there's a lack and it's just really sad. And so, um, I'm saying this whole rant to say, you know, like if you're listening to this and you fall under this category, I want to say to you, like, it's time for us to make our own communities and create our own spaces. I know this is happening already, but we must remember our spiritual health. It feels like a lot of the collective is not really ready for all of that stuff yet. And it makes me really reflect on how I myself am supposed to show up and how I want to show up in the world. I don't want to pull back my offerings because I sense that the collective isn't really ready, but it makes me question, okay, how do I show up for the collective versus how I show up for my community? Because the collective is the community, but the collective is also a very virtual ethereal space, whereas the community is within your 3D sacred space, okay, in my eyes. And so with that, I say, you know, it's it's time. It's it's really time for us to have our own spaces here in Canada. It's time for us here, even in in the GTA, the Greater Toronto Area, um, the Ottawa Area, Montreal, Vancouver, like all these major cities where I know Black folks live. Jamaican folks are everywhere in in these areas, especially Ontario, and we ain't got shit in for these things. And so. I'm tired of having to, you know, order things online and I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm going to just do all the shit myself. And so I will, um, you know, and <laughs> that's just what I have to say. Uh, I, I feel like the next, you know, step for Miss Lowly Moon is going to be, 
um, looking at holding and hosting space for the community here in a physical way as well. And how do we do that? Well, it starts with pulling our sources together. It starts with sharing our, you know, our sources together and bringing them all together and creating that space. So I know I don't usually do rants, but I am going to start doing rants because I have a lot of thoughts. I am a Libra sun with an Aquarius moon in the 12th house and a Scorpio stelium, which is heavily triggered right now with all the movement that is going on. So yes, I have lots of things to share. So if you are listening to this, if you belong to the diaspora of the Caribbean, if you belong to the African continent and you know West Africa particularly, and you follow and practice or are looking to follow and practice or are interested in just learning more about um, you know, these traditions definitely hit me up, but I am saying this to say that this is to hold sacred space for those who fall in those categories, okay, for people of color, women of color, particularly black women, particularly I'm talking to you, okay, um, if you are a person of Western descent and curious about these cultures, about these practices, I should say, you can support and uh, look into, you know, um, you know, look into practitioners and how you can support their work um, without engaging and being disrespectful by attempting to um, create or engage in any other weird ass way. Okay, and that's all I'm gonna say about that. You already know what I'm talking about, so don't, don't even, don't even, don't even try it. Just, just don't. Um, but you can still support and show up in that way, but it is time for us to have our own spaces. So, you know, maybe I, I'm saying this out loud, but in a few years, there will be a space that holds, you know, sacred ceremonies and, you know, uh, community and just a place for us to go where we can hold these places. And I know that with Rona, it's hard, but we must still continue. And as we move more and more and more into the age of Aquarius, we are so going to need and lean on our community in a much more um, traditional way and ritualistic way. When I say traditional, I mean ritualistic. And I say that because of Uranus in Taurus, okay? Um, so there is still that gravity and depth to it and those roots to it, but it's still new and intriguing and, and it's really invoked by being with your community and getting all your sources and bring them together. So I recently, um, for those of you that don't know, I practice and am a devotee of the Ifa Isheshe tradition and the Ifa Isheshe tradition is the um, traditional practice of Ifa, which is a um, African traditional religion, spiritual practice that is from and origins from the people of Yarba land. Okay, so the Yarba people. And so um, I did some digging of my own to understand and learn that I have and carry ancestors lineage from Yarba. And so I am very blessed to receive this blessing and to receive you know, Oshun as my mother. And I'm really excited for the path that she has for laid out for me with Egbe and the Egbe Omi that 
are blessing and protecting me as well. Um, but anyway, uh, y'all are just probably like, what the heck is she talking about? Um, anyway, so in that practice, there is, of course, you know, traditions and, and things that you do. And one of those things is to belong to a group and have a spiritual house so that you have a community that you are praying with and, you know, doing your ceremonies with and your rituals with so that you're not, you know, alone. Because, of course, it's very African to want to do things in community. And so in the Ifa uh, Isheshe tradition, we call them Ile's, which is a spiritual house. And so I've recently um, have joined a Ile and also have guidance by a Baba Larisha, which I'm very, very grateful for. And it's really, really great. And it's just really nice, you know, to have a community like that, you know, and even though it's virtual right now, um, there are actually people in my Ile who are also in Canada. And just that little fact alone has made me so excited because, you know, just as much as I know other witches, I don't know many witches who also practice Ifa or are devotees of the Orisha in the way and at the level that I am. And so again, like I was saying before, it can be very lonely. Um, so just, you know, having that little group is really, really, really nice. And it's been really nice um, for healing aspects of myself too. And I just can't help but think, you know, how amazing it would be for, you know, spiritual wellness spaces to be a thing that is a public consideration for all. Spiritual wellness spaces are just as important as any other public space. So if we could have, you know, imagine if we could have like public altars for giving offerings, praying, meditating to receive spiritual guidance and maintenance as well. You know, imagine communities where just like how we have temples and churches, we also have sacred altar spaces for different practices. You know, maybe those temple spaces could also be for the diaspora. And no, it won't be in the same, you know, look and style maybe as how it would look in West Africa or in the Caribbean, but it's still a space where you can go and bring your offerings and it is dressed and adorned for the ancestors, your honorable ancestors and your guides for the Orisha and et cetera that you are following and devoting yourself to. And I think that would just be so amazing. And I really think that part of the age of Aquarius that we are moving into is, you know, seeing this happen. And I already, I already have seen this, you know, happening already again, again, of course, in the States, because the States is so massive and has so much of everything. Um, and I can salute the States for just that reason for existing is because they have so much of everything. Um, but you know, Canada is slowly starting to, you know, hopefully catch up. And I'm hoping that, you know, those of you that are listening are, you know, inspired and, you know, follow your dreams. And if your ancestors are talking to you, let them guide you. Let yourself create communities for yourself. Let yourself host, um, you know, Sundays where you bring offerings, let's say, to one friend's house who has the altars, who has those sacred spaces, and you guys all get together in a safe way to the maximum that you are allowed within the Rona policies wherever you live, okay? Don't be getting caught, getting arrested, getting charged or fined for being with other beings, okay? Don't be blem. But it would just be so nice. And even just having a space to do 
you know, meditation again and spiritual guidance and maintenance. So having readings and all these things like, yes, we have metaphysical stores, but again, they're so washed out. Like there ain't really any maintenance and guidance being done there. Sure. There's some readings of like traditional Western things being done, but what about spaces with, you know, bone reading and cowrie shell readings and all these other traditional ways that divination can be done. There are so many other ways for divination to be done. And I'm not just talking within the um, diaspora, but also globally as well. There are so many other ways. So I'm just thinking, you guys, like, there's got to be a way for us to create these spaces for ourselves. You know, if the churches can do it, then so can we. We witches can make our own fucking temples too. Shit. Maybe we'll just start making our own little pyramid temples. Why the fuck not? Hmm? Why not? If you're with me, let me know because I am very, very interested and would so, so, so love to do this. Um, But I say this as well to say, like, if you have crazy ideas like this, if you have ideas of things that you want to see, be the change that you want to see and stand on your own two feet because it's going to take you to make that change. And as I uh, (laughs) come into my soul return, I am reminded of that more and more and more and more. And so again, as much as you guys will hear me say, and oh, here I go again, transforming and changing how I show up with offerings, um, it's going to just keep happening. And that might mean, you know, new offerings coming out and other ones being taken back and they might come in and out and swap out. And it just depends on what spirit says the collective and community requires as support. And that's it. That's all I'm really here to do is support you guys in your journey um, while also being there for myself. You know, I am also a healing healer. I'm also human. Uh, We just had Mental Health Awareness Day yesterday on 1010, which, by the way, was a crazy portal for divine feminines and masculines, 1010-2020. And uh, mental health, you know, it's something that I can say is very important and something that I can struggle with. Um, chronic anxiety is not fun. Um, and so sometimes I can get in my own head about being able to do things and accomplish things. And as much as I try my best to show up in a very confident way, and maybe you're listening to this thinking, what you No way, no, seriously, me too. Like, yeah, for real, like (laughs) my, my special portal of hell and underworld disgustingness of shadows and where that stuff stays is very atrocious and can be very dark sometimes. Um, so, uh, as I, you know, come into solo return and I reflect on these things, it's, it's not as dark anymore. And I have a lot more confidence in the things that I am doing and how I'm showing up, but it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of consistent work and, um, you know, spirit is going to be reminding all of us of that, you know, the things that we want to see, the changes that we want to see, the blessings that we want to receive. It's going to take consistent work, consistent transformation. Because if you ain't transforming, then you dying, baby. You dying. You can't do that. You just can't. All right? Energy does not die. You are not static. You are not stale. You are abundant and flowing always. All right. So I'm going to wrap up this uh, episode and just say that um, for Ancestral Antidote, The ancestors were telling me that, you know, because there is so much water activity with spirit being around and just so much water energy with the movements and the placements with what's going on, we are being um, 
reminded to look at our plant allies and looking at things that hold weight, things that are of the earth element so that we can feel more grounded. The earth element is going to be really, really good for us this week, especially going through these transformations. Again, this is a super new moon, so the super new moon effects can take up all through the entire cycle up to the full moon. So really, you know, for the rest of the month, okay, really invoke the element of fire, sorry, of earth for yourself so that you are able to, um, you know, handle these tides with a little bit more trust and guidance and confidence and with solitude and groundiness and not feeling too worried or unprepared or concerned because again, there's a lot of nonsense going on about retrogrades and all those other nonsense, okay? So the ancestors are saying rosemary, basil are really great allies for us, oregano as well, but particularly oregano oil. So that's the herbalist in me saying that. So particularly oregano oil is really great for um, your immune system. And as we are going to be seeing, you know, uh, flu season and her bum ass showing up, while Rona's bum ass is still here, okay, for us here in the north, we were just announced that we're back in phase two for a lot of areas. So yes, oregano oil is really good as well for your immune system. Um, but also your baths, your spiritual baths, okay, this is very important. As much as we want to invoke the element of earth, we also have to remember the element of water and the fact that that element of water is coming from the cleansing that we need and that spirit and that the cosmos and the planets are inspiring us to do okay a lot of those aspects are happening in the eighth house so ensuring that we are also taking our spiritual baths and cleansing in any shape or form and purging okay now because it is mercury retrograde they are also advising us to unplug from the phone all right have less social media time again that deception of neptune opposite to the moon nonsense is going to have you feeling all types of weird ways about yourself so unplug from the phone more say no honor your boundaries honor thyself first and honor those damn boundaries meditate 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 write those damn dreams down and cook yourself some nice warm home home cooked meals okay the kind that sticks to your bones and makes you feel real good and makes you want to knock out and sleep after okay Lots of warm foods as well. Heavy, heavy foods, okay, for the body so that you can really feel really good. If you are into Ayurveda, the foods you want to invoke are um, very kapha and a little bit of pitta energy, but very, very kapha, okay, very warm and heavy and dense foods. All right, so I'm going to love you and leave you with all of that good juju and gospel and brew it is hot take your time digesting it and i will see you guys next time i am sending you lots of abundant energy and just all the energy i can to do with abundance and transformation and clarity your way and with love light shadows and depth i'm gonna say one love ashe peace